Welcome to my podcast, Mike Cohen. And as part of uh, my election campaign, I decided to do something a little different this year. And with my podcast, I am uh, talking to some notable constituents, people who I meet during the door to door, I know as being their counselor for many years, have interesting professions to share their knowledge. And one, of course, is Marla Pinsler, who is uh, this city's go-to person to navigate uh, the school ap application process. She works as an educational consultant and an admissions specialist. Welcome, Marla. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Well, great to have you. Why don't you first start to explain what is a educational consultant, that admissions specialist, meaning you do this privately, people can call you. How does it all work? So I really, I say I'm kind of like quarterbacking the admissions process for a family in the sense that I help them organize um, in terms of, you know, whether it's for high school, CJEP, university, grad school, everything in terms of finding the best fit school for their son or daughter, and then all the pieces of the application, because depending on where you want to apply, there might be interview questions, mock interviews that I can do with them, um, the actual admissions essays, I can edit and brainstorm and work with the family on those. Sometimes um, if it's colleges, let's say in the United States, I help them organize college tours. I have contacts um, all over the United States, uh, the United Kingdom. So I work in Europe as well the US, Canada, so I really can help them. The first, the first thing I do is really meet them, get to know the student, what their interests are, and then we come up with ideas about different schools, different programs. So I help them narrow down that field of possibilities, and then we work on the actual applications together as well. How did this all happen? How did you start your own company? Ah, okay. <laughs> a little bit of a, here's my life. So um, I really, back in the day when I was a student at Bialik High School, uh, my own guidance counselors were wonderful to me at a time where I needed them. And that was something that I was always interested in. But funny enough, when I went through CJEP and even starting university, I still wasn't sure exactly what I wanted to do. And then I tell this to my clients a lot who don't know where to go or what to do, or they feel kind of lost, that they don't have any ideas, which by the way, I say those are my favorite clients because they really listen to all different options. Um, I said, I figured it out in my last semester, my last course in my undergrad at Concordia was an intro to counseling course. And uh, Professor Jim Gavin, I will always thank him and credit him to, to tell me that I was, you know, good at what I did and that I should continue my studies. So that was where I fell in love with counseling and helping young people. And um, I went on to do my master's at McGill University. And uh, became a school counselor and actually went back to do my stage and my placement back to give back to Bialik High School. And I went and was mentored by um, the counselors there and the, the teachers there and graduated in 95 and then began my career working in different schools in Montreal. And then I moved to Toronto and uh, worked there for 13 years and got a different lay of the, the land on the admissions landscape because there, you know, in grade 12, everyone goes off to university. Here, it's a little bit different with CJEP then university. And so really the school that I worked for there called Havergal College really um, helped to hone my skills. And uh, I was able to do a lot of professional development in the US, the UK and all over Canada to meet all these people at all these different schools. And when I moved back to Montreal, 
uh, about six, seven years ago, I realized that um, some schools had this as they offered, some of the private schools, but if your son or daughter was in a public school, there were guidance counselors, but really much more, which is understandable, focused on Montreal options. And so, um, you know, I really started a niche and people just started calling me and said, you've got to start this. So I, I listened to the people like you do, Mike, and I started my business. Well said, well said. How has COVID impacted what you do? Oh, wow. Well, it's definitely had its effect on, you know, the mental health and wellness of so many, especially young people. And I think then also uh, in terms of the dynamics and families about choices and, you know, the question marks of what, you know, the world was going to look like this year and even last year, um, it, it did impact in terms of kids wanting to stay and families wanting them to stay closer to home. So I had a lot more students um, who, you know, in the past might have said, okay, let's look at the US or go, you know, something in Europe. They weren't really looking at that. They were looking at a lot more Canadian schools and a lot more were staying in Montreal, um, which is great. I mean, we have amazing universities here. Um, but I think that it also is going to have an effect on this year's cohort, as well as probably the next one or two, because there are some students who, you know, online schooling wasn't so great for them, or maybe some of their marks weren't great, or as I said, maybe their mental health was affected. So I find some students, which there's nothing wrong with this, are taking an extra semester or an extra year while in CJEP or in you know, college to say, you know what, I'm going to do things a little bit, you know, slower, maybe mm -hmm. take a, um, a smaller course load while they were online during COVID, which I think is wonderful for everybody to know what kind of learner they are. So, yeah. so I think it's going to have an effect on the number of spots for admissions, as well as, you know, when kids are really completing things or entering different spots in different programs. What about Zoom? Have you done a lot of stuff on Zoom as opposed to because you normally would go in someone's living room, sit down with the family? I mean, have you pivoted to the online meetings a lot? Absolutely. I've, I've done the pivot, that word that's been so used um, over the last year and a half. Uh, everything for me is on Zoom. So I'm a, I'm a big fan <laughs> and, uh, you know, was able to still do my business because uh, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, I would normally <laughs> go into people's homes or at one point I had an office. And so um, now that everything's on Zoom, uh, I give up that office space and I'm still doing everything on Zoom when there was, you know, people started getting vaccinated and there was, you know, the, the, the weather got nicer kind of in, you know, April, May. Mm -hmm. I was doing things, you know, with masks outside in backyards when the weather permitted. But for the most part, I'd say I'm I'm 99% on Zoom and it's been it's been wonderful. Everybody really knows how to use it now. And it's uh, it goes without saying when I make an appointment, they said, you know, it's just when are we going to meet and when are you sending me the Zoom link? So it's yeah. kind of part of everybody's language now. It sort of uh, also probably opens doors. I mean, you literally could probably have clients anywhere in the world now. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, even more so because I was having uh, quite a few clients in Toronto from my, you know, Toronto connections. But um, before that, um, you know, I wasn't really, you know, traveling like that for one client here or there. And now absolutely my clients are, are everywhere across the States and Canada. So it's, mm -hmm. it's really opened that for me a lot. So this time of year now, we're into basically the middle of September. Is this a particularly busy time? Is this the best time for someone to be calling you? Um, actually, it, it, depending on where the student is in their journey, for some, it might be too, not too late, but a little late because I do get the calls in the summer to book the September. If they're calling now, I'm booking kind of for October because I'm pretty full until October. So what happens is, 
it is a really busy time. I mean, there's something about that back to school and all those, you know, back to school jingles <laughs> about about um, school supplies and everything else that makes people kind of clue on after clue into it um, that, oh, uh, you know, my son or daughter's, you know, a semester away from graduation. But um, usually I tell people to back it up and rewind and I might have an initial conversation even two years out from a graduation. So in other words, um, I have people calling me in grade nine or grade 10, depending on what their ideas are for the future. So if I have a student who wants to maybe go to a prep school in the States or in Ontario, let's say, or Vancouver, mm -hmm. they'll call me in grade 10 to start talking about, okay, what's gonna happen to me in two years? I really look at education in a, in a two-step process. What's gonna come up next? And then, you know, something that they know, okay, what should I also be looking for after? So I'm making all the connections in the different levels from high school to CJEP or prep schools to then to your undergrad. And while the undergrad isn't necessarily written in stone, it's just nice to have an idea for them of where mm -hmm. the pathway is gonna lead. So, so usually a year, year and a half, even two years out from graduation, I will have an initial connection from a client. And then we do our check-ins because it's, you know, a lot of the admissions is grade dependent, especially in Canada. Mm -hmm. But for American admissions, it's much more about also your extracurricular activities, volunteer work. So those are things, you know, when I say to, to families, it's not only about your academic record, it's, it's your son or daughter's profile and how they look to an admissions uh, personnel. So we have to start working on that about two years before graduation. Okay, now what age group are we talking about here? What's the youngest uh, student you've ever helped and, and do they, do they just go to a certain age? Well, I've had, believe it or not, calls from kindergarten parents. <laughs> <laughs> who asked me about, uh, you know, the pathways to Harvard, so to speak. And I've right. told them all to just pick their, I can help them pick their elementary school and then we'll go from there. Right. Um, but that's few and far between now. I think people are realizing they need to take a big breath and, you know, let their kids enjoy childhood. Um, but really, like I said, um, 14, 15 years old might be an initial contact, but really it's about 16, 17 years old in Montreal for mm -hmm. when I'm getting the phone calls um, to talk about CJEP to make sure that they're getting into the right programs, but that they're taking the right prerequisite programs in grade 10 and 11 right. to get into those, those, those CJEP programs in university. Cause you I mean, you could, there's, you know, you never say never, no, no right. course or no programs to waste, but you want to have the courses that you need to get into yeah. things and not have to take too many summer courses or anything like that. Yeah. So 15, 16 years old okay. is the start. So finally, how does someone contact you? Well, I have a website, which is marlapinsler.com. So that's kind of easy. Or they could uh, call or email me. And my email is marla at marlapinsler.com. And uh, once they email me, I will reply right back. And we, we uh, by text and Zoom, we will get together and uh, start working together. And, and then I usually ask the, the family to send me the academic record just so that I could peruse the courses and the marks and get a handle of what I'm looking at. And, uh, and then we start and then we work together. Well, Marla, it's been a pleasure getting this background from you. And full disclosure to our listeners, Marla has been one of my chief uh, social media advisors for my uh, previous <laughs> campaigns, especially since she moved in District 2, and a, a chief advisor for me on many issues in the neighborhood. So thanks for always being such an advocate uh, for issues in the city. Oh, well, I'm a proud, proud uh, Code St. Luke uh, Coat St. Luker and uh, happy to support you and the council in helping to make our lives here in Coat St. Luke ones that, you know, it's just such a wonderful place to live and I'm always happy to support you. Well, we're so lucky we got Marla Pinsler back. So thank you, Marla, <laughs> for your time and good luck. 
<laughs> Thanks so much, Mike. Marla Pinsler has been my guest.